Loving Goliath, a show where we discuss how to love the monster within. I'm Willow Smith, and I'm here with my dad and co-host, trainer Ben Smith. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> I try to be all cool. I'm like almost 50 now, and I try what to be up? all cool. All right? Sup, dogs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I was ever cool. Well, I guess I kind of seemed cool, but... Um, I think you were pretty cool to me. Yeah. I mean, I was like a child, but still. I appeared cool, but people didn't really see me playing with Lego. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. I know. Whenever I meet new people, I'm like, they're like, so tell me about yourself. I'm like, oh, I play roller derby. They're like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, and I play video games <laughs> 20 hours a day. <laughs> Start with the cool thing and then follow up with the, and also. Yeah, exactly. And I, <laughs> and I watch the full Lord of the Rings extended editions for 20 hours a day, every day. <laughs> I, know, I always start with, uh, well, you know, I'm a boxer, and I used to be a bouncer. That's how his voice changed, know. too. <laughs> I know, I know, I get the deep voice. Uh, I did all these things, and, and but actually, I like to moonwalk in my kitchen, and <laughs> so, I dive in the bed every night like an idiot. I was going to say, so the dive I did into bed this weekend, you won't believe it. <laughs> He's got, like, uh, the cork board with the red yarn. Okay, so there was the dolphin, and then there was the cowboy, but then, if you go over here... <laughs> <laughs> just full on geek mode. But I love that. I think, I think the things that people geek out about is what is actually interesting about them. Because everybody has some like small, weird, super specific thing that they could talk about, and you know, yeah. like the comb, playing the comb, <laughs> yeah, super I mean, specific. I think we talked about that at Thanksgiving. Shirley too. playing the comb. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think you know when you're doing things like that I mean I guess it depends on what level but it kind of shows your 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 humanity or your the, the normalcy of your life right because mm-hmm. so much of what we do is you know we're wearing these hats or we're trying to you know present this image that we think that you know we're supposed to be presenting to people in different ways but you know then you go home and you you know you you show your real self right mm-hmm in these little moments of vulnerability or these silly little things that you're interested in and that's you get to just be yourself right yeah well none of that is at all related to our topic today but Not at all. i i was trying to think if there was a way to like <laughs> <laughs> slide into what we're talking about but i can't do it so instead we'll switch directions and uh today we're talking about deadbeat dads yes so, so what do you, cause I, like, I'm not a dad, obviously we know this. <laughs> so I don't have a personal stock as a dad, but I do, I mean, obviously my perspective is as a child, all of us have been a child and all of us can kind of relate in a way to both sides of the story of the quote deadbeat dad. Cause mm-hmm. I think. At the end of the day, a lot of times it must come down to perspective. It can't always be, 
it, it can't always be just that like dad's shitty and he's not showing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there is a story. There's always two sides of a story, right? Absolutely. And as I've gotten older, I understand so much more about my parents and I'm sure everybody goes through this where once you become an adult you recognize how much it takes to take care of another human being and how much it takes to raise a child and instill morals in them and to be there and to put your own life aside to care for somebody else and Mm -hmm. you know as hard as it is to reconcile the fact that your parents are human they are and your I mean my respect for for all of my parents because I have two step parents and two obviously biological parents and my respect for all of you went up when I became an adult because I understand what it takes to to raise a human and to raise a human that isn't yours like Mm -hmm. Ray and Charlene have always treated me like their kid there's Mm -hmm. never been you know like they're just they're just my parents yeah ray you know i gotta say ray and charlene like they're i don't really know ray very well but he Mm. seems like such a good guy yeah he's super solid just from things that you've said and just his energy and everything i just i'm so happy that he's he's your um stepdad Mm -hmm. me too yeah so so what do you think about that because i have i have the perspective of uh, you know being your child and also being Ray's stepdaughter so I have some thoughts but what hmm. what comes up for you immediately on the topic of deadbeat dads well I just think it's it's uh well because it, it was a, a large part of my life for quite some time right like your your mom and I separated when I was like 22 I think mm-hmm. and um and we went into pretty heavy court battles right like fairly quickly as far as I remember um so so my my perspective of it is uh is a lot different than it was at the time right Mm -hmm. because and I think this is this is where it gets a little bit tricky you know where you have to look at and and parent like fathers especially have to look at it for what it is this is not really about you and the mother. Mm-hmm. It's about you and your child, right? Yeah. And for me, at 22 years old, going through, you know, custody battle or whatever, um, to me it was like, I, yes, I wanted to see, because I, I, I hadn't seen my daughter. Mm-hmm. We won't say Willow. We'll, we'll say my daughter. But I, it was like a real struggle, like, to even see my daughter. So we went to court and it was to me it was like this big thing but i i lost sight of what it was right i lost sight i didn't have the maturity to see it for what it was and and to me it was just it was like well i'm being done wrong and you know my rights are being taken away from me and i'm being unjustly treated and so it was it was a fight against um against your mom when it really should have been a fight to do what's right by my child. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And again, I did too. So so then when, when you talk about child support and things like that, that obviously comes heavily into play when you, you have lost sight of what it is you're actually dealing with here, which is the well-being of your child, right? And also 
the um, you know just your your own moral compass, right? Like mm-hmm. doing doing what you know is right. You know, if you brought a person into this world, it's your responsibility to take care of that person. Yeah, and and it's not about it's not about um, you know. Well, she doesn't deserve it, or she's doing whatever she's doing with the money, and just it's not the right thing, or it's not about any of that stuff. It's about doing what you what is right for the child, right? And 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 that starts with if you have a court order or or whatever, paying your fair share, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough situation, and like I said, I think perspective can alter so quickly the opinions that people will have on the situation like from every side of and I'll I'll go with your situation specifically but from every side of it somebody can have a different idea about who's right and who's wrong and mm-hmm. what everyone's motivation is and you know it's um it can be hard to get down to the truth and you know I know a lot of I know a lot of kids who are from split families or children of divorced parents and all that sort of thing and it's so common to find kids that have been taught that the parent who's not in the picture is like doing something or they're up to no good or they're Mm -hmm. you know they're intentionally not showing up when the fact is they are showing up and the door is just not being opened Mm -hmm. or the fact is it's a two-way street or the fact is you know like it's And as a kid, how do you question? Like, if you're living... And I'm, you know, I'm speaking just from my experience with my my step-siblings. And I won't go into too much about that because that's their story, not really mine. But if you're living with one parent who's telling you... you, The other parent is, oh, they left me and they did this and they're not paying whatever and they're supposed to do this. You're a kid. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not your fight. That's not your battle. But you Mm -hmm. don't have a way out of that. You don't have a point of reference. You don't have somebody that you can go to to ask for their help. You can't go to the other parent and say, hey, is this true? Like, you're Mm -hmm. a child. You Mm -hmm. don't... Even if you do have that level of maturity, do you have the freedom to seek the truth? Mm -hmm. And so as an adult, it can be hard, I'm sure, to reconcile that that you've been lied to. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, so much of the time it does seem to come down to like vengeance and mm-hmm. vindictive pitting of the parents against each other and it it harms the kids. I think that's what it comes down to so much, but mm-hmm. um again, I'll I'll tell a little bit of my story with that. So <clears throat> when again, I you know, you got to keep in perspective, you know, I mean, you're talking about my my situation is is the same, but also I mean I was I was going to court and we were going to court like I was only 22 right so mm-hmm. I really wasn't very old right I didn't really have the maturity to really get my head around it very much and that's not really an excuse but I'm, what I'm more trying to get at is how my perspective changed a lot so at the age of 22 when we were in court and what it, what it came down to in the end was that I had a court order to pay $300 child support um, a month mm-hmm. and which to me back then you know not making very much money it seemed like a huge amount of money but but the court order was three hundred dollars um, a month and I would see my child three days a week mm-hmm. so it was like basically like 
whatever it was, the weekend, Friday and the weekend or something like that. That was the deal. So then, um, when, when, when you, uh, basically I lost access to my daughter after the court order and I didn't know where she was. I didn't know if I was going to see her and I didn't see, you know, my daughter very often. I, you know, when I, when I did finally see it, see her, it was not, it was like once every few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I kind of felt like to myself, I was like, well, why should I uphold my end of the deal? Because, because, you know, the deal was I have a daughter in my life and I could see her and I could spend time with her and I was taken away. So what, what the hell? And, but again, you know, what, what had happened was, so I didn't pay my child support basically when, when, when you were taken away from me and I didn't know where you lived or anything like that, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not paying child support and I didn't pay child support for a couple of years. So 300 times you know, a couple of years is getting into three thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And then I, th- I think I, I think I didn't pay any child support for probably three or four years, maybe. I'm not mm. I'm not sure what it was, but I remember it was fairly hefty in the end. But but what had happened was was again a, as I once I started to see you and once I started to develop a relationship with you again, and I started to you your mom and I started to kind of get along a little bit better. At the same time, I was boxing. I was I was starting to do pretty well as a boxer, and I was starting to feel a lot better about myself. So I kind of could relax a little bit mm. and, and see it a little bit more for what it was. And and I remember I remember um, a family adjudicator saying, "Well, you owe I think it was something ridiculous like." like $9,000 or something like that or, or 10000 I can't remember what it was but it was quite a bit mm-hmm. and I was like and we're going to garnish your wages and uh, and what I chose to do I had a, a new truck at the time and I ended up selling my truck so I could just pay it off but I remember thinking to myself I remember kind of going through this thing where it's like I'm not even mad you know because mm. because I kept thinking you know she's going to know one day, like one day she's going to be old enough. My child's going to be old enough to realize that I was either, I either, you know, did what was right by her or I shrugged it off. Mm. And, and that was the thing that kind of, that was the thing that eased the pain of the, of the selling my truck and and everything else. It was just, there's really no pain because I realized at that point like this is not a this is not a fight. This is not a this is just me doing right by my child, mm-hmm. and and so that that kind of eased the pain of that, and and it made me realize that that people I don't know. And now obviously I'm much older, right? But at that time I would just finally started to get to realize that that it's never about the parents. It's always about the child. Yeah. And and. Uh, and even after that, I mean, again, now I'm in my late twenties or whatever. I still didn't have it all figured out. I had lots of. I was not a, a perfect person by any means, but at least I started to understand a little bit more. And now, as an almost fifty-year-old man, I totally understand that that it's never about the parents. It's always about the child. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not even necessarily. I don't think about providing money for them to eat and to pay the rent and things like that. I think those things are super important. But I think what's much, much, much more important is that that they knew, because eventually they're going to be old enough to realize that they knew that they were worth it. Mm-hmm. Because, because I think that was the thing that kind of, you know, I started to get my head around when I was faced with that dilemma of like, do I pay all this money or whatever? It's like, it's like, wow, 
one day Willow's going to be old enough to, to, to ask me straight out in the face, wasn't I worth $300 a month? Mm. You know, and I think, I think it was pretty easy for me at that point. Once the, once the, the wounds, the fresh wounds of the battle had kind of healed over a little bit. And once I had my, some joy in my life and I had a sense of direction through boxing and some passion and I was basically a happy person by that part of time um, you know then I could see it for what it's worth it's just like of course my daughter's worth $300 a month and, and I cannot live with I could not live with her asking me wasn't I worth it right and I think I think for any father that's in that situation you know, it's it would suck to be in a, a really brutal battle with your your ex or your your child's mother or whatever, and it would suck to be feel like you're unjustly um, or or paying you know paying more money than you felt was fair or whatever. You know, all those things may suck, but would suck way way more for your child to just have that one simple question. Even if they don't verbalize it, but you feel it. You feel it when they look at you. You feel it when in little conversations. Mm. You feel it in all these different ways over a lifetime that you're going to spend with them. Wasn't I worth it? Yeah. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing. If you're a father, <clears throat> if you're a father and you're and you're ever put in that situation, you know all the other questions aside, all the other arguments aside that's the one thing you gotta you gotta ask yourself are you willing to to confront that question when your child is is not a little baby anymore or even a child but they're an adult and they know they understand the way the world works and they understand all these things and and they just say well wasn't i worth it Hmm. you know yeah yeah i mean the the battle that you go through between parents is temporary but I mean you have the rest of your life with your Mm -hmm. child hopefully for the most part you you can expect to have the rest of your life with your child and it's like the choices that you make will shape that relationship and I I mean I can't speak for every child of a, a home like like mine growing up but I mean when I was old enough to understand how the world works like I moved out here to get to know my dad better because I knew that that I was worth it and that that relationship was important to me and I think if you're in a situation where you are kind of being looked at as the deadbeat dad if you've done right by your child if you've done what was right and you can like I I can't imagine how much it must hurt to not have your child with you but there's there's not much that you can do if they're in a situation where one parent is going oh well your father um isn't paying and he's off with Stacy and he's this and he's that so you just shouldn't see him as a child you can't do anything about that but when you get to the point where you can make your own decisions I would never suggest to you to like <laughs> to cut ties or you know mm. throw your hands up in the air and go whatever but that's your relationship and mm. you absolutely have the choice to pursue a relationship with your parent even if 
even if you're not sure if you were worth it, even if you don't know what the truth was, even if you, you know, you grew up hearing all these terrible things and then you're 18 and you go, okay, well, what actually happened? Mm -hmm. You know, like what's, or what's your perspective? Or, you know, you, if you're a young person, you begin to understand more about, about your parents and about what it took to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, if you just, if you just have that integrity and you hold, you hold in your mind that what you're doing isn't for the situation right now and it isn't for the fight against your spouse and it isn't, you know, like, yeah, you know, I I think that's so much that happens so much, right? You lose people. And again, I did it too, but you lose sight of what it is you're doing here. Mm -hmm. You're not, this is not a fight. It's really should be, um, um, a negotiation about how, how can we best get along while we do the best by our child. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's really what it, it should be. It should be a negotiation. It should always be a negotiation. It should never be a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, and again, I mean, it's easy for me to say now because it's so far after the fact. But, yeah. again, I have all these years to to have reflected on, on the situation when I was younger and then to observe it in other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, I've talked a lot about... Um, I've talked a, a fair bit about my perspective with both of my parents. So I think I'm pretty peaceful about the whole situation at this point. But I mean, I saw it a lot in high school with my other friends because mm. my other my other friends, their parents were going through split ups and divorces and they were they were just going through all of that. And so I was, you know, 16, 17, 18, and I was able to see I was able to see how it actually works. Whereas when you're a child and it's your family, you don't understand. But when you can see it going on with other people, it makes a lot more sense. And in a way, I think it it made me feel a little bit less, I don't know if awkward is the word, but you know, when all of your friends have their parents together and it's all, you know, they're all like, oh, come over for family dinner. Oh, both my parents will be there and it's normal. And that's what families are supposed to look like. It makes you feel a little bit better to know that you, you've already gone through all of that. You've already, you've already felt all those things. And now, now that you're older, when your parents are going, or when their parents are going through it, you can say, like I've been there, I can totally, mm-hmm. and I can see it. I can see how it happened because I've, I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting to see the different perspectives when it's not your, <laughs> yeah. you know, and yeah. how easily perspective shifts the story from who's the villain and who's the mm-hmm. hero. And at the end of the day, I don't. For most situations, I don't think anybody's a villain, and no. I don't think anybody's a hero. I think we're all just humans, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is is. There is no right and wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people do bad things to each other. People do things, or people um, are victims of things that they shouldn't be. They shouldn't have had uh, been victims of. But mm-hmm. but it's always a two way street, and and give it time. <laughs> like you know, like for me, I could see it for what it is. Right? It's 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 making something that you know you know it really. I think about relationships a lot of times. I think you know. You know, every every relationship, it would be so nice if you could say, you know, 
for whatever reason, we're not really clicking. I really like you. There are so many qualities I, I, I like about you or I love about you. Oh my God, we had so much fun doing this. And oh, I love doing this with you. And oh, you are the best with this. But I don't think we really gel as a couple or we're not gelling in this situation. And, and but it doesn't have to mean we hate each other. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean, have to mean we want the worst for each other. It just means that we did not connect in the way that we maybe would have hoped for a longer thing than what we than what it was but but we had a great time didn't we let's part peacefully and if we brought a child into this world let's just do our best to just kind of always think about the child always like realize that you don't have to you never have to argue mm -hmm. you can always negotiate you can always find compromises you can always make things much much you can always, you never really have to fight it. That's the bottom line. People think they have to fight, and I did too. Um, so I'm not being like holier than thou or anything like that. But, but again, I have the perspective to realize you never have to fight. You know, if you always keep in, in keep in mind that you did love this person at one time, or you mm -hmm. at the very least liked them, you liked them enough to have a child or to create a child, and uh, just make you know just. Keep keep focus on what it is. You brought somebody in this world. Do right by them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just while you were saying that, I was thinking about... I mean, I was listening, first of all. <laughs> but were also, you? <laughs> I was. I was. But my, my thoughts kind of shifted to uh, one of the girls I skate with. And she has kids from a previous relationship. And she talks about their father and their stepmother in such high regard and like mm. she's so appreciative of them having this other set of parents and you know all the stuff that they do for her kids and well, their kids and it's just so nice to see that mm. that it's possible to to have a child with somebody to have it not work out but to still be amicable amicable and to still work together to make your kids lives as as awesome as possible. I mean, you mm -hmm. have double the amount of everything mm -hmm. to enrich your kids' lives with. And yeah, just every time I hear her speaking about um about her kids other two parents, it's it's always positive and it's always appreciative and it's mm -hmm. grateful. So and, nice. Yeah, I mean, if you can have that relationship, that would be amazing. That sounds yeah. ideal. It seems like the way it just should be, but we just get we just let emotions get in the way, right? Like in so many ways, mm -hmm. so many things, yeah. right? In all in our lives, in so many areas of our lives, we let our emotions get the best of us, and 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 not really keeping sight of like what what the overall objective is in in the situation, right? Yeah, and it seems like people kind of dig their heels in they need to be right more than they need to be happy which we talked about <laughs> yeah. or they need to they need to be the better parent or they need to be the you know the whatever and if you just if you just let some of that go and concede a little bit these relationships are possible like mm -hmm. I, I see them in my life I know that they're possible and I'm the luckiest person in the world to have four people mm -hmm. who are my parents who love mm -hmm. me like I'm so I'm so blessed and the only thing that could make it better is if getting there wasn't so difficult yeah you know yeah, it's true oh, why I say it's true I don't really know but <laughs> it <laughs> is true it seems like it, it would be true <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, like I said, I can only speak from the perspective of the kid, but I I would never want to see my parents. Like, I would, I would, maybe when I was a little, little kid, I was like, oh, I wish mommy and daddy stayed together. But I would, I would never want two people who weren't in it because they like each other to stick around. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that any kid who gets to a point of understanding relationships and love and all that sort of thing. I don't think anybody wants that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if the best you can do is say, you know what, like you said, some things worked, some things didn't. I don't think this relationship romantically is it for us, but I, you know, like mm -hmm. we were best friends. We had a lot of really good times mm -hmm. and we have, we have a human being that needs our care mm -hmm. so you know for sure and it's totally possible i mean some of my best some of my best friends or girls i dated that we weren't really we weren't really the greatest as, as a couple but mm -hmm. we're like i love them with all my heart and they're like among my best best friends that i would die for and uh but we weren't a great couple i mean and that's the way it should be and i think yeah. uh and the same thing with I don't know. It's just I remember, like I say, you know, if I talk about myself for or like or my my story for a little bit, I remember I remember when I when things started to get a lot better between between um, your mom and I, um, when I just stopped fighting, right? Mm. And and then when I stopped fighting, she stopped fighting too, right? Right. So then it was all of a sudden it went like it seemed like in one minute it seemed like one minute it was like it was like this huge battle and this huge power struggle and then when when one of us conceded then the other one did and then all of a sudden it was just like all that stuff evaporated and and it was like it got so easy but it all started with somebody saying you know well what what can i what do you need me to do right and i think that was the biggest question was 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 in the conversation with with your mom and i was was um, okay. Well, what do you need me to do? I, at least from my part, as as I kind of realized, um, like, like I can't fight this. I can't win. Uh, like the battle is, I want to have a relationship with my daughter. So, so what do you need me to do? And then as soon as I kind of let down my guard like that, she did too. And all of a sudden, it was just like, it's like nobody really wants to fight here. People just want, but you get your your back up, right? Yeah. She did. I did. Couples do it all the time, but. Mm -hmm. But it can just really, really be easy when, uh, when you kind of, you just concede a little bit and just ask, well, what do you, what do you need from me? We're in this together. We're in this for at least 18 years. Yeah. So I'm not going to fight with you for 18 years. What do you need? You know, maybe you need a few extra bucks and the court order was 300 bucks and I got a couple extra bucks. Here's a few bucks for me. Or maybe, maybe if you're if you're getting that child support or whatever it's like you know i know you're having a hard month i know you got laid off you know mm. you know i know you're supposed to pay me 400 but he just paid me 200 like you know it's, it's give and take it's both ways yeah but still but still doing right by your child and mm -hmm. just trying to make the most you know just doing yeah, that's the bottom line just try to do right by your daughter or by your child right yeah yeah i yeah. I mean, selfishly, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's all I want. <laughs> well, it would be it would be nice to have that that kind of a, um, 
you know, a little bit of teamwork. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like I know things are tight for you. You're know, going to pay a little bit more. Or I'm mm-hmm. good. You know, you pay me a little bit less, like something like that, where you're really just kind of working with each other. It'd be what a nice world that would be, and or at least what a nice family unit. Um, <laughs> what do we, how do we call that? What like separated family unit that would be if you kind of both kept looking out for each other a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Always with the the end game in mind, which is you're gonna have an adult child one day, and hopefully you've done your best to to give that child the tools they need to be happy and adjust them to know that they were loved and that they were worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're. You're setting the example for a future adult who, if they go down the same path, they can see, they can see how it can, how it can look and how it can Mm -hmm. be laid out. And that, you know, the end of a relationship isn't the end of a relationship. If you have a child together, you will (laughs) always have some kind of relationship with each other. And you, you kind of have to decide what that's going to look like. You might have to, you might have to be humbled a little bit and you might have to kind of put your hands up and go okay I maybe I was wrong maybe you were wrong maybe we were both wrong whatever whatever it is it doesn't matter because there's a human life that needs like I said that needs our care and we need mm-hmm. to kind of just do what needs to be done yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you yeah you know I I'll just on, on that same note I, I gotta say one of the things I one like I'm proud of lots of different things, and, and I'm ashamed of lots of different things too. But I don't really care about shame with me, anyways. <laughs> I found forgiveness for myself and my flaws. But one of the things I am proud about is, is yeah, that time when I just kind of did what I had to do. Like times in my life, not just that time, but lots of, lots of times in my life when I did, made the hard choice or or a harder choice, mm-hmm. but I did it because I knew it was the right thing to do, and and. You know, as you go on in your life, it may not it may not affect you so much right in the moment, but as you go on in your life, it's exp- it gives you exponential amounts of joy to know for all the all, like all those moments where you did what you knew was the right thing to do. It just grows and grows and grows and makes you a proud, self assured, <laughs> happy person, right? Who's at ease? <laughs> at ease and faith, faith that you know even with hard choices, you're going to come out better in the end right Mm -hmm. yeah and we've talked about it in other episodes just about how having that integrity especially when nobody's looking that's the stuff that comes back to you when you need it to be paid back to you it's you know like I don't think that we should ever do good things because we think it's like putting money in the bank but but it just is like if you have integrity when you need something when you need support or when you need a hand showing that integrity means that you are the kind of person that will you'll just get you'll get what you need always Mm -hmm. because you you did right you did right you did right by the people who needed you to i'm yeah i'm i'm so about that if you do right by your child maybe in uh many years you'll have a podcast with them and they'll let you into your house and they'll you'll have fun with them and you'll just enjoy the company and you'll be like the best of friends they'll give you homemade jam maybe they'll give you homemade jam which we haven't really tasted yet but i've tasted it it's really good so you were like the poison tester (laughs) yeah i'll I'll let you try some of the fresh jam before you go okay cool yeah yeah i mean that's the thing you can't you can't do things with the expectation of payback but you did what was right for me 
and now we have you know like we have a pretty strong friendship yeah i don't think we'd have this friendship if i again i i'm i'm an imperfect person and i made a lot of mistakes and there's lots of things i wish i had done better but the fact is i i did i did the best with what i could and 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 that's you know i just don't think that we would have a relationship if i shrugged off that one basic um responsibility of like Surely my child is worth $300, you know, a month. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, all of whatever aside, like I've never questioned that my parents love me because yeah. I know that both of you in your own ways did what you felt was right and mm-hmm. you stood by what you what you believed was best for me. And I, you know, I, I can't say for certain, you know, I can't say anything for certain aside from that I was and always have been and always will be super loved by my parents. Yeah, and that's, that's, you know, that's the, that's the best possible thing for me as a child to have. And I think for all children, I mean, as long as they know that, right, that's, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So if you were to impart some advice on a dad who is going through a a deadbeat dad situation where maybe they are knowingly being a deadbeat dad and they want to get out of that cycle. Maybe they're being treated like a deadbeat dad when the truth is that they're doing their best. Maybe they're just in, they're just in turmoil with Mm. their relationship with their child and the the other parent uh, of their child. If you were to give one piece of advice to bring some ease to the situation, what would that be? Well, I mean, I guess it, I guess some, the advice I gave would be a little bit dependent on the age and, and mm. things like that, because, you know, a lot of things depend on how mature they are and, and things like that. But I think, <laughs> I think it's going to come down to the same thing as always. If I had to give one piece of advice, I would say, you know, try to be, try to foster those three things we always talk about, self-assurance, ease, and faith. And by that, in this specific situation, I would say this. So self-assurance, ease, and faith, we're always talking about that. But in this specific situation, I would say, try not to lose sight of who you are. Even when people are telling you that you're a loser, or you're a deadbeat dad, or you're not upholding your end of it. If you know, if you know in your heart that you are, be proud about it and, and own it. And if you're not, if you're not doing that, then do what you have to do to do. Like you're not going to be very self-assured if you know that you're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. But only you know. So, so work on on developing the self-assurance. And if you do that and you focus on the things about yourself that you know, I'm a good. I'm doing my best. I, the best I can. And I'm, I'm maybe I have faults, but I'm, I'm, I'm working the, I'm doing the best I can. I'm growing, I'm getting better. I'm trying, you know, and just maintain that self-assurance, have the faith that one day this too will pass like everything else. Mm -hmm. And one day your child is going to get older and one day you're not going to be paying child support, but now you are and, and, and keep, keep the focus on what it is. It's, it's, it's you making your child a priority um which is gonna be again you know 
you know, at some point you're gonna live your life and you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to answer that question. Did I did I do right by my child? And and then ease, you know, it's never it, it getting along with people, compromising, doing the best, like if you you know, is net there's always there's always an easy path. It never has to be hard. Your your job is to just focus on the ease, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if you have a child's or a court order or something for, for something that you can't pay, like whether it's $400 or $500 or $800 or whatever, you know, the easy path is to say, listen, um, I can't pay this, but here's what I can pay. And when I can pay more, I will. Mm. And, and I'm sorry, but the, and like, I mean, be, you know, be honest with people, right? Yeah. And because most people, most people are not evil people. They're not going to, I mean, if you genuinely are trying your best, doing your best, People are going to understand that. And that's the easy path. The easy path is to explain the situation. Tell somebody, like, I'm doing my best, but I can't I can't uphold that part of it right now. But here's what I can do. And if you're genuine and you're honest and you're sincere, I mean, most people are going to accept that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I so, agree and that, that's the easy path. The easy path is to not argue. The easy path. The ease, self-assurance, ease part of this is, is just try to compromise. Try to try to see see it from all the angles. Like, okay, well, what is my part, and how can I make how can I make this person, you know, how can I do the best that I can, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a good answer? Yeah. I did think, I answer your question? I I think you did. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would I'm part. And if you guys have any further questions about this, or you feel like you need more expansion on that answer you can always contact us i'm on the email and the instagram quite a lot and i relay everything to my father and co-host who's never on uh, instagram or anything no who's yeah. never there but <laughs> i can get a hold of him for you so that's not a problem um do you have any closing statements before we statements questions comments mm, i'll say this you mm -hmm. know depending on where you are in your life you know, fatherhood, father can be hard. It can be a trip. But I think, again, from my own perspective, I think, and, and, and not just from my own perspective, but from my observations of people who, who've done it or whatever, it's like the reward is so worth it because I look at all these people who have these amazing adult children mm. and these grandchildren that they could spend time with and, and these great relationships because they... I don't know, they just did but right by their child, at least enough right by their child to have a relationship with them, right? Where it's mm -hmm. where it's not steeped with bitterness, right? Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you know, parents are always going to have something to kick themselves over. Like, oh, I did this with my child, and this was wrong, and I sure. messed this up, and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, like... I I know that my parents did a good job because I'm still friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know that you did a good job if you are friends with your kid when they're an adult because at that point they can make that decision and they yeah. can say, you know, all right, um bye, like I don't want to have a relationship with you mm -hmm. or you know, all those mistakes aside, if you have a relationship, you did the best that you could. Yeah. Right? I think that's important. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, cool. There you go. Well, I think that's us, folks. I think, right we, I think we nailed it. 
Thank you. Solve some of the world problems again. Again. <laughs> Just take that one off. <laughs> take no that problem. one off. We'll have to work on it. Oh, <sighs> exhausting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cure for cancer next week. Yeah, here we go. Join <laughs> us next week for the uh, science we'll be putting on our lab coats. And... <laughs> Oh Here, try this, Dad. See if it works. <laughs> ah, I'm sick. <laughs> We've lost our dad. We've lost uh, Ben. I've lost my co-host, but that's okay. It's all in the name of science. He's easily replaced. Yeah, I got another one. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us again. If you'd like to write in, our email is lovinggoliath at gmail.com. You can also contact us on our Instagram, which is at lovinggoliath. If you have questions, comments, concerns, we are always here for you. If you need somebody to talk to, we will listen. And if you have a topic you want us to cover, feel free to write in. We would love to hear your suggestions. That would be awesome. It would be super cool. Yeah, I would be very stoked to hear what you guys would like us to talk about. Because that's what we're here for. We're here for you. Exactly. So there you have it. And uh, you can find more information about the Goliath Foundation at thegoliathfoundation.com. Cool. Sweet. Thanks. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.